0: Hi everyone,
1: it's Danny Prins uh, on a post-AFL first round that went for forever safe space. Um, we are going to go live with Ash Brown as soon as Mark McKenzie is up on the dais chatting all things Nick Watson and will mccabe but before we do that darren levine co-hosting with me this evening welcome to you mate and uh how
2: you feeling oh feeling good danny good to good to um yeah finally rubber stamp every uh the pick that we all thought we would get so so excited um to to have the wizard join us and, and obviously will mccabe it's been a pretty emotional night watching the two of them up there with tucky
1: yeah, absolutely. And um, just just straight off the bat, how good to get like our games record holder and a former AFL games record holder as the jumper presenter for Nick Watson and Will McCabe. Um, you know, just bringing out the big guns uh, when you know we we pick in
2: that first round. How, how do you
1: think the the those two boys feel, given a, a, a jersey by by an absolute AFL great?
2: Obviously, not as good as getting it presented by Michael Ferrito, but um I led you, know, you, you can, right there that's why well, you can you take what you can get um but yeah i mean Michael Tuck uh 426 games seven flags um it's an incredible moment for the two of them and and especially for Will McCabe who would have grown up um you know in the in the shadows of of Waverly and hearing all the, those stories firsthand. so uh there's just so much romance to this draft. It's it's wonderful.
1: Yeah, and hopefully that that, that romance doesn't stop uh, tomorrow night. <clears throat> Sorry about that. But does um, before Ash gets Mark McKenzie, um, your thoughts on on Nick Watson and and what he brings to the Hawthorne Footy Club, and um, you know how excited should Hawks fans get uh, with with Watson joining the forward line group?
2: I actually thought I, I think I said. the spaces a few weeks ago that i thought it was pretty improbable for us to draft watson it just didn't seem like the hawthorn sort of pick and i thought we would have maybe gone for curtain a a bit more of a safe bet but i think drafting in two key key position players in mccabe and likely kel shadir it just made a lot more sense to go for a bit of a smokier pick that could put bums on seats and. Watson was really highly rated. I think he's probably one of the most exciting small forwards to, to be drafted in recent years. So that pick is an extremely exciting one for Hawthorne supporters. He brings, you know, the dreaded X-factor word, but that's what he brings. And I've watched, I think, I'm sure as everyone on this, this pod has watched those incredible highlights from his time at Caulfield Grammar, when he was just kicking them for fun. He's... You know, listening to his interview, which we're going to put out tonight um, on on as a pod, he doesn't mind being a pest. He loves getting under players' skin. Uh, he's got got a bit of mongrel about him. He models his game on on Papley. Um, it's exciting. I'm I'm ex- I'm, ex- I'm excited to to see the alchemy that him and uh, Jack Ginnivan are going to bring. It's its going to be some seriously wild times in that forward line.
1: Absolutely. Welcome, Brad Klebanski. Do you echo Daz's sentiments of excitement uh, around the drafting of Nick Watson or are you here to be our resident, pe- resident pessimist again? Uh, this no,
3: hello all. I only caught the end of that incredible... The Wizard was the one. Obviously, Dersma. I'm pretty sure, was our number one target. But Watson is going to be unbelievable. You put him in the forward line with Jack Ganevin, uh, Lewis, Moore, Choll. Uh, all of a sudden, we've got a forward line that can hopefully kick enough goals uh, to win us a few more games uh, next season. Will McCabe, wonderful story. You know, still a couple of years away before... We see him play a uh, consistent, you know, senior football. But, um, you know, great to see uh, the McCabe name uh, back at uh, the club. Uh, overall, an exciting night for us. But the Wizard at pick five, wonderful. Looking forward to watching him play. I think he'll be in the side round one next year.
1: Uh, and you've, you've spoiled my first question. And look, if anybody has any questions before Ash jumps on with Mark McKenzie, Please um, request to speak. We'll get you on and uh, we're happy to to chat. Anything draft tonight. Um, But Brad, um, the question I was going to ask you is, and you kind of answered it, is does he play early? And if so, you know, is round one a legitimate possibility in your team? And do you think it is in the Hawks team as well? Yeah, well, I
3: have him in the team at the moment. I think our forward line needs a complete new look um, to start uh, next year. Our forward line was quite poor last season. Uh, I do have him in the side at the moment. Uh, I think the forward line will be made up of Moore, Choll, uh, Bruce, Lewis, Ginevin, Watson. And then I've got Gunston in there at the moment, a spot on the bench. I think it's either Gunston or Granger-Barras as the third, uh, I guess, tall forward. I'd go with Gunston to start off the season and make DGP, uh, Ernie spot in the side. Um, it'll be interesting to see, but I think uh, Watson will play round one. We saw this season Sam wasn't afraid to play the younger players at early. We saw Cam uh, McKenzie play in the opening round of the season, so I think Watson will come in and play yeah at early on. I can see him playing at least fifteen games next season.
1: And does it's a it's a completely revamped forward line after struggling to score um for most of this past season uh what excites you the most about the addition of nick watson uh to that forward line is it playing in partnership with ginavan and the return of hashtag free kick hawthorne or uh what what is it specifically that makes you excited about
2: um these additions i think (laughs) it's the fact that these two young players are going to learn their craft from luke bruce and soak up as much you know as much time as he has left for the brown and gold and and and, you know, the thought of those two learning their craft from Bruce and Chole and Lewis learning from Gunston, I think that's really exciting. And it's that seniority in the forward line that I think is going to set us up for success in the future. And it's going to be, you know, I, I feel for Sam Butler because I, 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 he's going to have a tricky year getting in the side over the likes of Watson and Ginevan. Um, so he probably wouldn't have taken tonight's news too well, or maybe it'll, or maybe it'll put a rock up, rocket up in. Welcome, AJ. Um,
1: good to have you uh, back on the right side as opposed to the dark side. Um, first question to you is: We saw the return of the first to fourth year players last uh, last week on Monday, and Sam Butler was second in the yo or equal second in the yo-yo test. Do you think he knew the uh, the Nick Watson news was coming, and and is he is he preparing himself for life a little bit further up the field?
4: I think there's an element of that for sure that you're preparing yourself for where am I going to add the most value to this team, and does that mean that I'm going to have to change my ability, if i my role, I should say, if I'm going to be successful at this club? But uh, as Darren said there, I think. Possibly putting the rocket up in tonight was great. And I think when you have multiple players, we've talked about this multiple times in the, dra- the trade period and in the draft spaces about how important it is to have multiple guys who are pushing for that same spot because the competition will make everybody better or make everyone try and be at their best, sharpen up a little bit here and there just so that they can try and push for that senior selection. I think Butler seems to be the kind of guy who will take this as a challenge as opposed to a, a sulking down saying, oh, well, there's my opportunity. We say, okay, well, what do I need to do to get better to be able to keep one of these spots?
1: Now, does uh, Will McCabe, uh, slightly different player to the Wizard of Waverly Park, Nick Watson, 197 centimetre, uh, intercepting tall defender, um, still a little bit skinny, so doesn't play that real lockdown role. But, a lot of attacking flair as a, as a you know, centre-half back. Loves to break the lines. Loves to kick long. Um, played a little bit up forward. Played a little bit as a utility on the wing at stages. And had a really impressive last two years.
2: What do you love most about the addition of Will McCabe? Well, I think he's been described as a sort of 197-centimetre athletic swingman, which is exciting for me because we've already got a uh, very athletic, tall swingman in, in Josh Weddle. So... The thought of those two kind of marauding the, the half back line or the, or the wings over the years uh, is is really exciting. And, um, you know, I think the difference between McCabe and Watson, Watson had said in his interview that he wasn't a massive footy fan growing up, but McCabe is the absolute footy head, watched every game, um, mad Hawthorne, fan obviously which is a prerequisite these days for being drafted but um yeah it's um, the idea of that sort of athletic defender i think we're building a contingent of them and that that's what really excites me about mccabe and you know he's got a lot of developing to do and i don't think it's going to be you know it's a it's a two to three year project for him but he's got all the athletic tools and the footage i've seen of him is is super exciting now, Brad, um,
1: Will McKay probably doesn't make your starting 23 uh, for round one. What are your expectations for him going into
3: 2024? Oh, I don't think he'll play much next season. He'll probably get a game closer to the uh, back half of the season. I think he's just We love to...
1: giving debuts, right? Yeah,
3: but I, don't... I think the type of player he is looks very raw still. I think, uh, yeah, he'll play maybe play a couple of games in the back half of the year, but he's going to need to develop a a box hill. But I think getting him was uh, crucial. We've seen how poor our key position stocks are, especially down back. And I think that's probably one of the reasons why we went for Watson over Dan uh, Curtin. I think we're hoping that Will becomes, you know, our uh, future, you know, at least centre-half back, if not full back. Uh, I think, yeah, he'll develop a box heel. Needs to hit uh, the gym hard over the next couple of years. But he's definitely going to be a quality player. I think he was rated as one of, if not the best, uh, South Australian players in the draft. So he has uh, the talent. He'll you know, uh, come into the Hawks. Um, his father was obviously a you know, well-respected uh, player. His father uh, works at the club as well. So you know, he'll learn from uh, Sicily and probably you know, um, a few others down back. But yeah, it's going to be exciting to watch his development at uh, Box Hill, but no, he definitely won't be in the side round one.
1: Now, uh, Daz, we've got 28 28 picks down. Um, To Giath, the brother of Chanquath Giath, is still off the board. My question to you is, does he last to pick 40 so the Hawks can match on him?
2: I hope so. I mean, I think that's that would make this draft so sweet. Um, and, you know, I think he uses the footy really well. He's a clone of his brother, but a way better kick. Is that is that correct, Danny? Yeah, I, at, the, at this stage of their development, I, I think from, from the time that I've been
1: following the draft, CJ might've been the worst kick of a footy I've ever seen drafted uh, at the time of him being drafted. He has worked incredibly hard on his ability to kick the ball by, well, obviously use the ball by foot, kick the ball by foot, um, and has come a long, long, long way. But he he, clearly he breaks the lines using his pace. Um, So whereas his younger brother, um, TJ, uh, kicks the ball really well um, in comparison to his older brother. So I think more so that sort of neat user off the halfback thing maybe not a um real area of need aj for this hawthorn list but uh, a romantic uh, option nonetheless
4: it's a romantic option as you said there but you look at um great hawthorn teams of the last 20 years one of the things that they pretty much all had in common was their ball use. that we had so many good players who could kick so well, particularly off the left foot. So that's something that you can build a team on really well, is having that ability to move the ball well, move it particularly well with your kicking. That's something that we'll always be looking for. Absolutely.
1: Now, um, we also got a little bit of inside word that the Hawks looked really hard at trying to get another pick in... um, Ahead of the Will McCabe bid, Bradley. Um, Connor O'Sullivan, possibly the the name that they were chasing and obviously ultimately unsuccessful in getting.
3: Yeah, I think he was the 198 centimetre key defender. Looks like he's going to be an elite defender. Other than Curtin, who I think will probably play more up uh, the ground. O'Sullivan was probably the best key position defender in the draft. And typical, of course, he finds his way to uh, Geelong. Um, so yeah, I think he would have probably probably been the one. He's probably going to play a bit of senior footy uh, next season. So to be able to get McCabe and him might have been you know something the club would have uh, looked at. Uh, so he's probably the one. Um, and we obviously saw uh, last year you know the club traded up to get Josh uh, Weddle. So obviously couldn't find a deal uh, to get in the, um, another pick in the top fifteen or so, but you know, we're still very happy with what we've got and hopefully we, you know, uh, get a a gem uh, tomorrow night. Now, speaking
1: of uh, tomorrow night, we've got – thank you to – yeah, when our regular contributor, we've got picks remaining at the moment, 46, 52, 53, and 73. Obviously, we're not going to use all of those. Our starting picks were 4, 44, 47, 49, 62, and 63. So um, we have two spots on the primary list remaining. Uh, Hawthorne normally does like to have uh, one spot kept free for that sup- um, the pre-season supplementary player, period, whatever it's called, SSP. Um, and we know that they've committed to taking Kalshadir Shadir with their last pick if he's not bid on in the draft. You would think that the only way they take two picks tomorrow and close up those list spaces is if they really, really like somebody who's left over, be that GF or be that you know somebody else later
2: in the draft. Well, I might turn this around on you, Danny, but do you think there's any chance of Will Lorenz sliding. Um, Nick Watson actually was, was talking about how close he is with Will. I think it's one of his best mates and how he would love him to be at the Hawks. Is that any possibility at all? Well, look, that would be perfection, wouldn't it, from a Hawthorne fan perspective. Um,
1: you know, I wrote in my pre-draft article that Will Lorenz has really slid Uh, down the draft boards this year he came into the season this draft year um as a top sort of 15 pick or touted as even a potential top 10 pick and kind of hasn't hit the heights for a number of reasons um that were expected of him so uh he's what are we 30 or it's a 30 pick first round of the draft so um you know there's there's a fair bit going on in that statement alone but um you know, for him to not have been picked yet means that there will be, you know, some eyes on how he tracks over the next, um, you know, this tomorrow evening, the early stages of the second and third rounds of the draft. If he drops, you know, a little bit late and the Hawks can move up to get him, we know they love Hawthorne supporters. We know he's a son of um, the team of the century, uh, the grandson of the team of the century, Captain Graham Arthur those links to the club are incredible. And being able to bring in a player who's clearly very, very talented and just had a a, a poorish year, um, you know, that's that's something really exciting. And again, a uh, hint of uh, romanticism about that, AJ. Or not AJ. Um, does, uh, Sorry, any, me, does you caught word... me at a
4: point where ironically I was tweeting about exactly that because I was updating my – my family club stream with the uh, latest one of the hold, McKay family. Hold, That's a hold t- off, AJ. Hold off, AJ. We've got it. with Mark
5: McKenzie. No, no, Mark, nice and easy. Cheers. All
1: right. All right.
6: Mark, how are you? Good. Um, tell us about the night.
0: Yeah, great night. No, it's uh, it's always good to bring uh, some new players into the <laughs> club. Yeah, it's been a great night. It's interesting to see um, all the other picks as well, especially after a big first round. So, yeah, great to have it done. Tell it Watson, was he always the choice? Did you what Was, uh, was there a lot of interest in moving? How did it play out for you guys? Oh, there's definitely some some interest uh, in our pick there from other clubs. So uh, we definitely explored that with, with different scenarios. But um, as I mentioned before, we probably in the last month had about five players that we really looked at that were going to be options there. And, and in the end, I was our man and we're pumped to get him in. Tell us about how this forward line's gonna work. Bruce, Watson, Guinevan, what, what do you see? How, how do you see it playing that? Was that the coach's job? Oh, it's definitely the coach's job from here on. Um, but I guess from now we saw our midfield we um, were able to find the right mix this year. You know, we had a bit of a cluster of midfielders at the start of the year, they were able to work themselves out. And that's the same with our forward line. We brought in some forward line players who, who are natural goal kickers. Um, and to bring in another one through Watto uh, just makes our our foreline more dangerous, and it might not be necessarily just for next year, but obviously for the next um, period of time.
6: But fans will say 177 is It's small, but what's the what's the what's the upside of of, of that size? I mean, yeah, what, how
0: does look, it work? look, he just makes it work, and he's been he's, he's been doing it now um, at a high level for a couple of years um, in all different competitions. So yeah, there's not many of them that come through, but uh, yeah, he's he's a special one, and um, definitely an elite talent in that position. He likes to have fun on the footy field.
6: That's what he said a couple of times when uh, Dico spoke to him before. Is he going to bring a sense of fun? Is, that, is it fun to get to know as you through the interview
0: process? Yeah, definitely. And we knew him a little bit because he came and trained with us the last couple of years through the, through the academy program. But um, I'm sure we'll put a lot of smiles on our fans' uh, faces when he, when he gets out there and plays because he does play with spark. He plays with intensity um, and he's a fun character. So I'm sure uh, our fans will be uh, enjoy what he can bring over the next few years. And Will McCabe, what, do you, what did you like about him from when you started watching him seriously? Yeah, well, look, he's, he's a great size at 197 centimetres, but just his, his improvement over 12 months has been fantastic. So, um, actually, last year as a 17 year old, he's able to, able to show some great traits as a forward, and then this year really established himself as a um, as a backbend, as a tall back. So he's got some versatility, he's got some athleticism, especially at 197 is hard to find. So, um, you yeah, know, had some injury interruptions there at the back end of the year, but really solidified his position, um, you know, at the start of the year with the under 18 uh team there and played some good footy through the championships. And we look forward to seeing what he can produce over the next few years. And Manley Beckman, can you go forward? I mean, what's his versatility like? Yeah, again, that'll be a Sam call. Um, I, yeah. <laughs> I think it's well known that in the past we've, we've drafted some forwards that ended up yeah, to back. So but what, that's how it all. yeah, but we'll look. Um, we're open-minded, um, and that's the way. It, it's now the coach's um, job to the coaching staff to find out the right mix with our guys. And that means Will plays forward, fantastic. It means he plays back, no worries. So, so, so in the last couple
6: of things, what happens now? What's tomorrow night? What have you got left of business to do? Is Kal Shadir can you do much else?
0: Uh, Yeah, we can, so we can take another one or two picks um, from our position at this point in time, so we'll just go back, we'll evaluate uh, really a bit more in the morning about how that sits for us and the picks that we have at the back end, and just look at opportunities, potentially to move up the order, Um, and then obviously with um, Kelstra and see where that lies um, overnight. How hard did you try and get a second pick early? Uh, Look, we're in the position to explore what we can do, so we definitely um, explored uh, after our first pick what a potential could look like with other clubs. probably for the first time in many years, there was a few trades amongst that sort of top 10, top 12 mark, and um, we're definitely amongst those conversations. Um, But from our end, you know, still to bring in another two first rounders, as we did last year with with two first rounders, was great for the footy cop. All right, Mark, thanks for your time. This space was downloaded via spacesdown.com. Visit to download your spaces today. There
6: you go, Mark McKenzie. Well, that
1: was incredible, Ash. Uh, were you the only reporter asking questions there?
6: You can call that an exclusive.
1: That was an exclusive. That, okay. was, uh, that was fantastic. Thank you for that access. And crystal clear audio too. Well, well, it was that... just me
6: and him in a conversation, so it was pretty easy. I'll come back in a couple of
1: minutes, boys. No worries. Thanks, Ash. Uh, Daz, got to be pretty excited after listening to that conversation with Mark McKenzie, about, uh, especially about Nick Watson and how keen they were to get him into the club.
2: Oh, absolutely. And, you know, as Mark said, it gives our forward lines options now. Um, you know, we've had the right mix in the midfield and, and, and now it's uh, the forward line getting a bit of attention. You know, obviously, I love Mark McKenzie talking about Watson as uh, a special one, uh, an elite talent, you know, that with spark and intensity, a fun character, um, you know that that that'll that'll really excite the Hawks fans, I'm sure. Uh, interesting to hear that there were five options for that pick. Um, and, and they were kind of wheeling and dealing and trying to trying to um, you know see what they could get as well for it. but um, just yeah, stoked that they settled on Watson and obviously big raps on, on will McCabe as well and you know he's um, being rewarded for uh, uh, his huge improvement over the past 12 months. Traits as a Ford is really interesting. So, you know, he may end up, his he, he may end his career at, in the Ford line. Um, so that versatility uh, is really exciting as well. Ash, welcome back. Good to be
6: here. Can you hear me okay? You can hear you perfectly. Um, what we you, your main closet. takeaway? I'm in a broom closet next to the corporate suites. <laughs> Somewhere <laughs> in Marwood Stadium. It Whatever
1: it takes to, to talk on the spaces. Fantastic. Well, we appreciate the insight, mate. As always, uh, love your work. Um, your main takeaways from that chat with Mark?
6: Well, I think a couple of things I've heard from being in the sort of media area tonight is they did try pretty hard to move back in and get that second pick. I obviously don't know who the player was, but they did uh, just couldn't get the deal over the line they liked, so they settled for what they had. Um, other bit of suggestion is. Um, they're not going to hold McCabe back. Just you know, we're all thinking he's a two, you know, one or two years in the VFL. But uh, someone said to me, this is Hawthorne. He will play in the AFL next year because he's a develop- development year still. So they won't hold him back. But you know, I came out a bit early in the season. But uh, we will see McCabe at some stage later on. They are tracking GF closely. Probably won't get there, but they're in a position to, as Mark said, in a position to do more. Uh, with more picks. So, if some, you know some, I think there's 29 picks tonight, 11 to go tomorrow before he comes on board. So, Hawthorne may, in addition to, once he gets to 40, obviously they can match him under the academy rules. And then Deere at the end. So, they're not quite finished in business. It may not just be the one pick that we all expect tomorrow night. But I mean, I think overall, um, you know, I think Watson's going to be great. And he was the most likely, I think, for a considerable, considerable period of time. And once the, well, certainly once Dersma went to North, I think it was always going to be be Watson. They could have traded back and probably still got Curtin as it turned
1: out. I think he went into Adelaide. Was it Danny at eight or nine or something like that? So Yeah, the Crows traded up to get him, which was, uh, was a good get by the Crows, actually. It was not bad It didn't, didn't look like a thrilled
6: Curtin, if you ask me. I think he thought he was going to... No, he wouldn't be. <laughs> well, I think mean, he thought he was either going to be staying home or going to come to play one of the clubs in Melbourne. I think Adelaide generally, and he, I think he looked as much, he looked a bit surprised and stunned by it all when it was announced. But I think yeah. it'll, be, it'll be a good place for him. But I think Watson, um, I mean, I've got to say, having, I mean, I know we're going to put up the Watson Media Conference as a podcast. It's just gone out. Just gone out. So I implore him, listen, Hawthorne fans, I guarantee are going to love it. They're absolutely going to love him. He plays with fun. He likes getting people's faces. My God, round one, imagine having Ginevan, by the way, who just kicked 10 goals his last four games. against SM. They've got Ginevan in one pocket, SM, uh, Watson in the other. They kick a couple of goals the Hawthorne supporters I guarantee are going to fall in love with him he's the sort of player that if you can at the footy, you'll go from end to end to watch because he, he he's he got attitude he likes to play with the farm he's got a bit of lip in him you know he says he's a pies man well that'll change pretty quickly once he walks through the doors of Hawthorne again he knows the club as he said pretty well but I think we've got a player who's who's going to electrify the supporters and uh the the uh wouldn't say unsociable is the right word but the the spunk and the spark is coming back with a couple of players we picked up. But he just looked like he looked like he could run out there and play around. But he, if, if if round one was tomorrow, he'd be ready to play. That's it. that's how soft he was.
1: Yeah, and I think if you look at look at Watson, he might be small at one ninety cent one seventy centimeters, but he's not slight in any way, is he? Ash? He's pretty pretty solid uh, little unit.
6: Yeah, look, looking at him, he's not. Yeah, he, he's, he's 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 quite well built for for his size. So I think he's got the bulk to play because he's. Yeah, you know, he's got the but because he can run to the right play, he can run to the right spaces. He'll play pretty quickly. I mean, I think Brad's already on Twitter putting in the team for round one, but I see no reason why he won't play very early. And he just looks to me like a bit of a guy who will love the big occasion and 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 love the crowds.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely brilliant. I think um, I think you're spot on about being a cult figure. I think the Hawks, if they've lacked anything. In the last couple of years, it's uh, it's definitely uh, uh, some sort of cult figure to really get the crowd off their seats, and you know that was that was obviously Cyril um, during the three peat era. Um, it was Poppy for a little while as well, but um, you know that that real excitement machine is what this team's been missing, and to have somebody like Univen who can do that, but Watson I think takes it to another level, like you said with that niggle and that spunk and that sort of really cheeky character that he has about the way that he goes about it. And I think one of the things that was really underrated looking at the TV coverage, Ash, was um, he he had genuine tears when he was drafted at at pick five. And, you know, that clearly, you know, it meant a lot to him probably because he is so small and small forwards don't get drafted at at pick five generally. It it clearly meant a lot to him overcoming some of those obstacles and and being drafted so high.
6: Yeah, I think you're right. And, I mean, he was in a pretty good spot, really. He was really, by the end of it, he was going to two clubs. Um, he was going to go to Hawthorne or Melbourne. They were the two clubs, I think, that, that, uh, that most liked him. But, uh, yeah, it's been a journey when you're, when you're that size. It's a natural handicap because everyone, everyone loves their sort of mobile six-foot-one blokes, and he's significantly shorter than that. So it was a challenge for him to get as far as he did. But, then you know, the beauty of this draft, I think it's a fantastic innovation by the AFL to have the – yeah, big crowds—not just immediate family. It's gone from the air of a school of a speech night to a to a bit of it. Someone said it's gone from the school speech night to the London tavern um, sort of air. we weren't we weren't in the room. We were upstairs in a in a media area, so we weren't in the actual main room. But we saw the same pictures on Fox Woody that that you guys did. But it just looked like it, it meant a hell of a lot to him. And uh, I think you if know, these people have been on the journey with him, they'll take him on the on the journey as he goes. So. Yeah, as I said before, he's going to be a really popular player with Hawthorne people. No idea what nobody's going to get. That'll be announced pretty soon. It'll be him will get him in thirty-three. You think, um, but it'll be great to see. Uh, he'll be a really popular early. Hopefully, the club does, Uh your account will do some. They could do some interesting merchandise with him if he's comfortable with the wizard being known as a wizard going forward. Um, did also speak to a current AFL player. Um, who's watched a bit of Watson um, and has played played against him in under eighteen level, and he said that uh, he's good to go. He'll be a really good player. So uh, certainly he's got the respect of the uh, the sort of the younger the first year players who just completed the AFL playing cohort. They rate Watson highly. So uh, I think it's ticks all round. And and not forgetting McCabe, um, you know this is the family dream for him fulfilled. Um, I think we've got, you know, we'll enjoy watching him grow as well. So a uh, good night, I think, for all
1: Absolutely. Uh, a, a really great start to the night. And, um, and Brad, being able to draft uh, two first-round picks two years in a row, uh, a little bit different uh, to what we're used to on draft night for, for the last sort of decade.
3: Absolutely. Obviously, last year, uh, Mackenzie and uh, Weddell, uh, I've spoken about it the last 18 or so months. I think our drafting, the last probably four drafts, has been sensational. When you look at our, what I think is our best starting three, I think the pieces are nearly there. I still think we need a bit more quality, uh, probably 24 plus in the age bracket. Um, I think we'll see at the end of 2024 and 2025 is when will look to hopefully bring in some quality-free uh, agents. I think there are a few gaps still. You know, we still lack that key quality uh, defender, probably another key quality, you know, uh, centre-half forward. But the top-end talent we've bought in in the last few years, when you look at the likes of Ward, McKenzie, Weddle, um, obviously uh, Watson uh, now as well, uh, McCabe, uh, yeah, and hopefully DGB is the one that Uh, We really need him to have a huge pre-season. I don't think he'll start in the side at the start of the year, but he does have the opportunity to find himself in uh, the side. There is probably that third tall forward spot, so we need him uh, to come on. But yeah, overall, I think uh, the midfield is definitely set. Uh, I think the forward line looks much better than it did last season. It's just, in my opinion, the back line is still lacking quality key position play. But Will McCabe will hopefully become that player in a couple of years' time.
1: Absolutely. We're going to say goodbye to Ashley Brown. Ash, thank you so much for uh, getting stuck in there and your one-on-one chat uh, with list boss Mark McKenzie. You have a safe travel home and we will catch up with you soon.
6: Yeah, won't be here tomorrow night but i'll be on the spaces and we'll review what's been a pretty uh so really good time for hawks enjoy the rest of the space and everyone thanks for your
1: support as always of hawks insiders that was ashley brown our absolute guru uh and the head of everything that we do does um really excited uh about night two and you know in terms of as we sort of get our heads around what we've done this year and what we're looking to at this tonight and what we're looking to to do tomorrow night. Um, You know, bringing in Cal Deer, what is that, what is that for you and how does that sort of, you know, how does that make you feel, Daz?
2: Well, I think if there were tears from Nick Watson tonight, imagine tomorrow night and what that'll mean for the Deer family who have gone through hell for the past few years. Um, And, you know, with, with, with Paul Deer's, very, very courageous battle with pancreatic cancer and how much they've, um, you know, put into that cause and how special he is to the club as a person, um, as a premiership legend, as a Norm Smith medalist, um, to have his son play for Hawthorne. I think that's just one of the great footy stories, let alone Hawthorne's stories of, of the past decade. So Cal uh, Shadir is going to be a very emotional moment Tomorrow night, perhaps even more emotional than Nick Watson, who I think uh, was just happy not to be drafted to to North Melbourne. So,
1: yeah, well, I mean, if you know, if Michael Ferrito is going to present you with your jersey, you may as well pack it up and go home. AJ, uh, what are you looking forward to the most about uh, the second night of the draft?
4: Oh, I think it's Jath watch for me to see if there's a chance that he does get past forty and opens the doors for Hawthorne to make that selection. And also to, to see if Hawthorne maybe make a little bit of a move, not up to 30 or anything, but maybe if he's available 35, 36, the club, maybe makes a little bit of a light swing and says, we actually really want this player to come to the club.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, look, with McKay being bid maybe a little bit later than it was expected. There was a lot of talk in the lead up the week before this tonight that um, the bid might come at around sort of 14. It came at 19, which I think is is a little bit later than the Hawks may have expected. They have some points and, um, you know, my, um, Mick mentioned the points that we have left and uh, talked about what, um, you know, what that allows us to do. And I think just a bit of flexibility with picks, whether it's in the ones in the 40s that we have left or even future picks, if there's a player that's available, the Hawks and especially the Hawks under McKenzie have proven that they're happy to go and put, um, you know, cash on the table, or in this case draft picks on the table um, in order to get the player that they want. And, you know, Weddle, Brad was proof of that last year. Um, You know, are there any, is there anything that you're looking forward to specifically tomorrow night, Brad, or is it just watch it play out and see how we go?
3: Uh, Watch a play out, but uh, Daz spoke about it. Watching Deer get drafted is going to be really, really good uh, to see. We obviously saw him come on in the back half of uh, last season. He plays a position that we lack our depth in. So, you know, he'll obviously develop a a box heel, but, uh, you know, he may even get a game in the back end of uh, next season. We saw again uh, this year, you know, Sam was happy to give uh, Ramsden ago, Sarong ago, and those type of plays. So there's no reason why Deer can't play in the back half of the year as well. Um, and I think you've spoken about it, up Lindsay. There is something uh, there. So you know, hopefully, um, he makes it at uh, the level. Um, you know, and it's a great story. You know, the family's gone through so much in the last few years. It's going to be great to get him into the club and you know, a uh, part of uh, the team.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I'll, I'll wrap up um, very shortly tonight's space. Um, it's getting fairly late. but um, I do want to touch on on Kalch. Um, I had a chat earlier in the in the year with uh, Dylan Bolsh, friend of the program, um, who is the media manager at uh, the Sandy Dragons and has been tracking Deere's progress. He actually wrote a fantastic article um on de for the afl.com.au earlier this week i think it came out yesterday um and we'll get dill on tomorrow night um if and when uh Kelsha is drafted um but both of us came away um you know after chatting just thinking about the afl attributes uh aj that calcher does have you know fantastic set of hands uh, a really long raking kick, I think he can kick 60, 60 metres, um, the ability to impact around the ground um, and just that real sort of uh, impact per possession player that he has. He he chopped out it a little bit in the rough, but at 195 centimetres, I don't know if that's a possibility too much at AFL level, um, but his ability to move around the ground and, um, you know, really make an impact, uh, which was evident in the Coats League um, grand final, you know, I think there's some real real skills there, real talents, and uh, some real AFL-level attributes with Kel Shadir.
4: I think that's the, the thing you like most about a player like that is that he has shown particularly really in the last year when he's kind of bolted up the list is that he has got the ability to do multiple different things. And you mentioned there he can, he can chop players out in the ruck a little bit. He's a bit undersized, but I mean, his, his dad basically won a Norm Smith as a 188 centimetre ruckman. So you never know with these things. I like the fact that he can kick a lot of goals. And he's, we've shown it throughout the Coates league that when he gets in the right position, he can kick goals consistently. That's something we're desperately looking for as a side. So that'll be a big
1: upside for me. Yeah, absolutely. I think the, uh, the key position depth on both ends, Brad, you touched on a little bit before, um, is really lacking. We've got, you know, the players that are in the starting sort of twenty-three: Blank, Frost, uh, and Sicily uh, up front. Chol uh, and Lewis, and then in reserve, you're, you're really only talking Denver Granger, Barras, now Will McCabe, and Max Rams. Then at a pinch, being a ruck forward, Brad. Um, you know, the potential to add Cal Shadir to the mix means he probably plays. Uh, a lot at Box Hill um, next year and gets really good opportunities.
3: Absolutely. We just need to uh, develop him and uh, Matej as quickly as possible because let's be honest, we saw uh, last season and it's not going to change. When Sicily doesn't play and when Lewis uh, doesn't play, uh, we struggle. If either of those players go down with a serious injury uh, next year, You may disagree, but we're a lot to finish in the bottom four. It's just uh, the reality because we don't have the depth to cover those plays. They are our two most important players, our only elite key forward and our only elite key uh, defender. So the quicker we develop the McCabes and hopefully Deer can become a quality player, I don't think he's in the Lewis type of class. But in saying that, Mitch Lewis went pick 76. So he was, I think, the third last picking his draft so you never know but we need to develop key position players as soon as possible because I've spoken about it we're not winning finals with only Mitch Lewis and James Sicily as our key, as our quality key position players
1: Yeah, and I don't think there's much to argue with there, Bradley. You and I normally disagree on a lot of things, but, uh, you know, those two players are our bookends and absolute foundational pillars of everything good that we do. So losing either or both of those would mean that that pick that we have in the first round next year is going to be very valuable. Um, Before we wrap it up, uh, we've always got time for you, Mick. Uh, Welcome to tonight's program.
5: Thanks, Danny. Just to pick up on your point. Yeah, saw them train this morning and they actually broke into Ford's mids and defenders. And for some reason, well, obviously, Chole and Gunston haven't started and Lewis wasn't there. So the Ford group was Ramsden, Moore, um, Ginevan, McDonald. It was like, you know, the Munchkins basically. So it was quite funny sitting there this morning thinking, you know, do you want Watson or do you want Curtin in terms of yeah. size and shape? You know, so. To Brad's point, you know, Lewis goes down and Gunston, you know, doesn't have a serious injury, but, you know, he's getting older. It's going to be, uh, could be difficult to rely on Shoal, for example, but it is what it is. Yeah,
1: Yeah, you're right, Mick. And and look, um, uh, the Hawks Insiders uh, Twitter account retweeted a a TikTok video that a friend of the show, um, Morgan, uh, Mackenzie Morgan, um, put on TikTok uh, talking about uh, Nick Watson pick, the Nick Watson pick. And, and I think one of the points he made on there, which I was really sort of found myself in agreement with, was that I think AFL footy's is evolving a little bit and you don't need to have um, massive, absolute gun key forwards. The pies showed that if you've got serviceable key forwards with gun smalls uh, and your key forwards can bring the ball to ground, you can be really, really competitive at the pointy end of the season. So I think the Hawks have looked at that as the blueprint. That doesn't mean that you don't try to develop the next generation of key forwards because, um, let's be honest, they generally take a little while, especially if they're drafted like Mitch Lewis was in the back end of the draft. Um, you need to have quality key forwards. Um, but the Pies won uh, a flag with a key forward set up of, um, I think it was Mason Cox, Billy Frampton and Ash Johnson or something like that, which is just unheard of.
5: Brody um, Mychick.
1: Uh, Brody Mychek, who's actually, you know, he's he's not a star, but he's very very serviceable. But but that but that speaks to my point, Mick. That um, you know, they they won it off the back of their small forwards, and maybe the Hawks with you know the evergreen Luke Bruce, who just keeps kicking bags at forty. Uh, Dylan Moore, Connor McDonald, Sam Butler, Jack Ginevan, Nick Watson, Jack O'Sullivan, Josh Bennett. They're really trying to stack their list with guys who can rotate through those positions at the feet of the big man.
5: Oh, yeah, I understand that. And, you know, the only, I saw that TikTok and I understand the theory. The yep. only issue I have is what they win the grand final by and why are key defenders so expensive to get? Yeah. You know, oh, it's, absolutely. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's, it's a, you know, it's a slight, what's the snakes and ladders argument, so to speak, the swings and slides mm-hmm. argument. Yep. Yeah. No, but I think no, it's a hard absolutely. way to play pretty, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a taxing brand, and they play—they play a taxing brand. And I think you know the that, um, that the style that Mitchell plays is that is that running uh, that that dashing style of of, of footy, and we, we saw it in his first year at Box Hill, where they got scored on heavily at times, um, and then they scored heavily at times, uh, and it was it was similar with the Hawks. They just didn't have the firepower last year to do it, and you know to Brad's point earlier. You know the additions in the trade and 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 now draft period means that that firepower at least you know short term and then fingers crossed in the long term with watson and and co looks to have been added to to allow us to kick a winning score so uh we'll see how it plays out hopefully um we will have a an optimistic brad throughout the the course of the 2024 season if not for um you know the articles week-to-week articles at least for my mental health in our whatsapp group um because i don't know if i can do it uh, and a whole nother year does i'm not sure about what you think
2: oh i just i love it i love watching you two go at it it's a sport (laughs) for me so no problem
1: (laughs) lucky i love him so much that's a well said that's Uh, it uh, Thank you so much, gentlemen, for jumping on and debriefing on night one of the draft. That has been the Hawks Insiders AFL draft safe space for day one. We will be back post uh, their draft tomorrow night. Ash Brown will be there. Darren Levine will be there. I'm hoping Brad and AJ, you'll be coming back as well. Um, And I will be there as well, and we will give you all of the insight we possibly can, uh, uh, answering all of your questions. Thank you to those who commented in the chat. Uh, Thank you to Mick for jumping on and sharing your wisdom as always. If you haven't already checked it out, jump on to Substack and listen to the Wizards' first interview, an exclusive interview with Ash Brown from Hawks Insiders in your podcast feeds right now, if you don't follow us, if you don't subscribe, $5 a month, $50 for the year. Um, We are pumping out content. Darren and I are about to hit the computers to get out some more content for you guys tomorrow. And we will start to put some stuff behind the paywall for those who are um, great uh, paid subscribers for us, but there will be plenty of unpaid um, content as well. So thank you so much for your support tonight. We will see you all again tomorrow. Bye for now.
0: This space was downloaded via spacesdown.com. Visit to download your spaces today.